Welcome to the Manifesting Mum podcast. My name is Gemma Bernad and I am the Manifesting Mum. Did you know there are 12 universal laws of manifestation? Nope, neither did I until recently. Now I'm on a 120-day manifesting mission to uncover, learn and share everything I can about how to create the life of my dreams and I want to empower you to do the same. Are you ready? Let's have some fun. This episode of the Manifesting Mum podcast is proudly brought to you by the Manifesting Mum free Facebook group, a community of like-minded, beautiful and inspiring mums who all want to create their dream life with courage and confidence. You can join that community by visiting thevillageformums.com.au forward slash the Manifesting Mum. I'd love to connect with you inside that community. Now let's dive into this episode. Hello there, gorgeous, beautiful soul. And welcome to this incredibly special episode of the Manifesting Mum podcast. You're here with me, the Manifesting Mum, Gemma, just in case you didn't already know, but I know there are some people that have only just stumbled across this podcast for the very first time. So welcome to those who are new to listening to this podcast and to my gorgeous, beautiful, very special community that have been listening to me all the way through. Thank you for being here again. The reason that I say that this is a very special episode is because tomorrow is Christmas Day. (laughs) So this episode is being released on Christmas Eve. But the reason that is so special, other than the obvious, (laughs) is that tomorrow marks the end of my 120-day manifesting mission. I can't, I actually literally can't believe it. It's making me feel a tiny bit emotional because I'm about to read to you very shortly what I wrote down on the 28th of August 2018 to kick off my 120 day manifesting mission. And I just reread it before I hit record on this. And it's been something that I've been trying to live. It's been sitting right in front of me on my desk in my um, home office. And yeah, so I, I just reread it then. It made me a little bit emotional to think about, you know, how the things I've adopted that I set down, which has been really incredible. Um, but yeah, today I just want to share with you as I come to the close of this 120 day manifesting mission, I want to share with you the 10 most powerful lessons that I've learned over the last 120 days. But before I dive into that, I just want to let you know that just because the mission officially has ended, that does not mean that I'm going anywhere. This podcast is like a breath of fresh air in my life. It is one of the things in my working week, I use put the term working in inverted commas too, by the way, because I really don't think I work. Um, I just, I love what I do. So it doesn't feel like work, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, it's, I I love what I do. I love this podcast. It lights me up. So the podcast, nothing is changing effectively. It's just that the mission, the 120 day goal mission focus, I guess that I set myself that has technically come to an end. But you know, when I've just reread the words I wrote back in August, none of that is ending. Like this is a continuing journey. I still have so much to learn. But more importantly, I've realized I have so much more to share and I'm really, really, really like bursting with excitement for 2019 particularly because I just feel like it's going to be 
a year of unfolding for me and for me showing up on a bigger level than I have before because I really believe that after this 120 days I have learned so much about myself that I am just ready to step further into this experience and this journey and to really share more of what I have learned not just in the last 120 days but over the last 10 and 20 years I mean I've been on this spiritual personal development growth journey actively I mean since I was about 16 really but so that's over 20 years, but um, very much so in the last 10 to 15 years, really been heavily doing my own personal growth and development. The last 12 months has been on an epic level. I mean, not just the financial investment, but the emotional and personal investment I have put into my own growth has been like nothing before. I mean, we ha- I have done course after course after course. <laughs> I have read more books I reckon I've read more books in this last 12 months than I have in the last 10 years. I've just read and taken in information and I have transformed more in the last, well, actually, do you know what? In the last four months, I've transformed more in the last four months than I have in the last probably 15 years. And, you know, part of that was because I invested in a coach that really was able to help me shift And I'm so excited to be able to continue to share that with those women that are inside of the academy and to any women that decide they want to join the academy next year when I um, eventually decide to reopen those doors and um, invite more beautiful souls to come in and to learn to manifest from the inside out. I'm excited about that too. But yes, so this episode is really all about reflection for me. And I think that's so apt because we get to this time of year. And I know this is being launched just the day before Christmas. But I know that, you know, if you listen to this even a couple of days after Christmas, you know, after kind of, you know, the build up to Christmas Day and then everything starts to wind down as we head towards New Year, that you too will be in a space of reflection and looking back on, you know, what has been. And potentially your focus may very well be on what has not been as well. So I can understand that too. I can relate. Um, And I think it's very easy to sometimes get lost in what we have not created and have not achieved and lose focus on some of the things that we have. So um, I've got some episodes coming up over the next um, week as well that will help you to really start to think about what you're going to let go of this year and what you're going to step into next year as well, because I think that's so important. But um, Today is all about the reflection for me for the last four months, this last 120 days of this, you know, active mission. And I so vividly remember sitting down at my desk, um, which is downstairs in our home, in my office, and just having this just voice inside my head just say, literally the words were, become the manifesting mum and share your journey. And it honestly, it was that moment, that point in time, and that would have only been um, a couple of days before, maybe a day or so before, so maybe the 26th of August that might have been, um, you know, when that, I had that, that message, that voice that came to me and said, do this. And I've learned enough over the last um, few years particularly that when I get a download like that, when I get a very clear message that that is inspired action. That is my intuition stepping forward. Call it a, a message from the universe, whatever you want to. That was very, very, very clear for me. And it has allowed me to start to create and mold a business that I'm incredibly proud of to create a community of over 700 women uh, as well, which has been fantastic. And this podcast, and we're fast approaching 5,000 downloads of this podcast in four months, which has been a blessing to me. 
you know, I really so badly wanted to create a podcast but was struggling with the inspiration and this podcast has just flowed out of me and that's that's inspired action ladies when something flows out of you with ease you know that's when you know you're in the zone you are in total alignment you know this is my dream if I can just podcast and share my message with anyone that wants to listen that is my dream life along with my beautiful family you know, if I can make that all work, then I'm, I'm sitting good. I'm sitting really sweet and really, really happy. So let me read to you. Let me start this episode off before I kick into those 10 powerful lessons that I've learned over the last 120 days. And let me just say as well, I had, I struggled to summarize this down to 10, but I really, I realized that if I, if I went to a hundred, this would be a very long episode. And I really probably have well over a hundred lessons that I, you know, I could share with you that I have learned in the last four months. That's how much investment I have put into learning about manifesting, learning about myself. I've just learned so much. It's been incredible. What a beautiful experience it's been. I am so, so grateful for it. So let me read this to you. I wrote this at 5.07 a.m. on the 28th of August, 2018. This is my dream life mission, my 120-day manifesting mission. That's the title on these pieces of paper. And here's what I wrote. For the next 120 days, I'm going on a mission to create my dream life, to connect so deeply with what I want, to visualize my dreams, to change how I think, feel, behave and live, to see whether this is act, whether this actually works, to choose joy and fun over worry and seriousness, to see my dreams so clearly that they feel like my reality and that I begin to live my life from a place like they are already happening. To relax and enjoy the process of building my dreams and realizing my potential. To see what is possible when I change and shift my state to reflect my future, not my current reality. It doesn't require perfection, but it does require heart and a belief and understanding that if I don't make this change and take on this mission, nothing will change. For the next 120 days, I give myself permission to do the following. Dream every day, to step into my courage and confidence, to be grateful for every experience and see the lesson in the negative, to feel every ounce of excitement, joy and love that I deserve to feel now, to no longer sit around waiting for things to change and me to feel better, to feel fear and self-doubt and still deeply love, accept and believe in myself, to practice patience and take one inspired and imperfect step at a time throughout this mission, to connect and build my faith around the certainty of my dreams, to believe in my heart in who I am and what I have to offer this world. Oh, that last one got me good. That's so important. We all have something to offer this world. And I think it's so important to believe that. To validate my journey from the inside out. To focus more energy on what I want than what I don't want. Oh, a bit emotional. Told you it was a bit emotional. To commit to the mission with so much love and excitement, my heart feels like it's going to explode. To step into the truth of who I am. Let's do this. I am so excited. And then I signed my name at the bottom. And that's my mission. Let me just fix myself up here and uh, contain myself. Yeah, I didn't. I I actually, that's the first time I've I've actually reread that since I wrote it. Even though it's been sitting on my desk, 
depth for the last four months. It's been sitting on my pin board where I have some, you know, things on the it's kind of almost like my mini dream board, my mini vision board. I actually hadn't read it. It was more there just as a reminder. But it's interesting when you put those things down and I reflect on particularly those where I said I give myself permission and I listed off those, how many are there? About 11 different points. It's interesting when you set that intention and even though I didn't read that over and over again, I can go back and actually tick off every single one of those things. I have given myself permission to do all of those. I have dreamt every day. I have stepped into my courage and confidence. I have immersed myself in gratitude. I have absolutely been allowed myself to see the lesson in every situation. I've felt joy and excitement like I never have before. I've allowed myself to feel that. That's something that's available to all of us, but we get so stuck in worry and fear when we're going to create something that we don't allow the excitement to, you know, really rise to the surface. And that's something I've worked really hard on doing is to allow that excitement and that joy. It's been a very conscious process, but it's like anything. I mean, we have habits in our actions and our behaviors. We've also got habitual thoughts. To no longer sit around waiting for things to change and to feel better. I have absolutely nailed that one. I have not sat around and waited for things to change. I have actually invested so heavily in feeling much better, more positive, just more fulfilled without anything actually changing. That's been a huge one I've invested in. I have felt immense amounts of fear and self-doubt, but I have One thing I have been telling myself over and over again is I love and accept myself. I am enough. I have stepped into that over and over again. To practice patience, I have been practicing some patience. I have been being more present than ever before and enjoying the journey of building what I want to build and manifesting what I want to manifest and not waiting for it to arrive in my life. I've been taking some definitely inspired and imperfect steps. Uh... And I've definitely been working on building my faith and certainty around my dreams, which is so important for manifesting. Believing in my heart, in who I am and what I have to offer the world. That one made me really emotional reading that out because that's something I've struggled with. I've always really struggled with feeling not enough, not qualified enough particularly. And so I've struggled with that. And that's something that I'm still working on. But there's been a massive shift in that to validate my journey from the inside out. That's something I struggled with. A lot of needing a lot of external validation. Still something that there is work to do, but I have definitely been working on praising myself a lot more and starting with a lot of the smaller things. Focus more in my energy on what I want than what I don't want. Oh yeah, definitely. I've nailed that one. And to commit to the mission with excitement and joy and step into the truth of who I am. Yeah, I have really can hand on the heart say I have ticked off every single one of those things in the last mission, in in that mission. Every single one. I have absolutely invested time and energy and I've done that without actually having to reread over that it just goes to show when you put something out to the universe you create that intention that outcome of something you don't need to keep saying it over and over again you know it's just there it's just there and, and life has showed up for me to allow all of those things to um to eventuate in this experience they really have oh so let's get into this okay let's let me share with you some of the most important, powerful lessons I've learned over this last 120 days. And these have been lessons that 
I just, yeah, things that I have learned that are new to me. There are a lot of things that um, I'm relearning. I think we're always reminding, relearning, reminding our mind, relearning the mind. Um, you know, when it comes to this, like, so, as I said, I've done so much personal growth and development over the last almost two decades. Uh, but these are things that I, I really wasn't aware of before this mission. Um, yeah, so let me start. Let me throw, these are in no particular order, okay? Like I'm not listing anything as the most important or the least important. These are all very, very, very important, okay? So here we go, lesson number one. And this is so very basic, but I had never given this a lot of thought. And that is that we are born creators. That is kind of like our superpower, that we as little babies, when we're born into this physical body, we are born with the gift to be able to create whatever it is that we want to create in this life. And it's something I wasn't really aware of before, or I hadn't given any thought to, it just wasn't in my scope of awareness that we are born that way. And that's been so incredibly important for me to connect with that, that I was born a creator. And not only was I born a creator, but I was born creating from a place of love and acceptance. I was born that way. I came into this world a pure, perfect, loving, physical cosmic spiritual being that was here to create my life and the reason that's important for me to connect with is that it's important for me to connect with the truth of who I am that I am a creator and that's what I'm here to do and that I have the freedom to be able to create whatever I want the other reason that's been important because it has made me see my children and my interactions with them differently as well because I now see them as creators too. They are creating their own life. And that, you know, if I've got a 13-year-old, you know, 11, almost 12, 4, almost 5, and the two-year-olds. And I mean, even particularly with my two-year-old twins, to be able to look at them and know they are creating their own experience in their life. Even the choices they are making at the very young age of almost two and a half, that they are born creators. And the reason that's so important is when I talk a little bit more about in the next lesson I've learned is that um, they are developing their belief systems, particularly up until the age of about seven or eight, okay? That is when their little brains and their neural pathways are expanding and growing at an exponential rate and they are absorbing everything around them. And they're taking it in and they're filtering it and they're developing their belief systems. And they come predominantly from me and my husband because we are the most influential and powerful people in their life. We are influencing them every moment of the day. And so knowing that they are taking in what they are experiencing from us and, you know, people around them as well, and that they are going to start to create their life experience at this age and as they get older based on that, really helps me to start to think more consciously about how I interact with them. Let me just say, it ain't perfect, but the awareness is helping things shift. So we are born creators. We are born. You don't get to the age of, oh, I've just realized manifesting exists. Now I can become a creator. You don't become a creator. You are a creator. You were born a creator. It's not something that you uncover and you learn about and you go and do. You create. Whether you're conscious of it or not, 
you create 24-7, okay? So that is one of the most powerful lessons I've learned, all right, that I was born to be a creator and particularly born to create from a place of love and complete and utter acceptance of myself because I follow a very well-known therapist called Marissa Peer who is amazing. I love her stuff and it is on my vision board in 2019 to become a rapid transformational therapist, which is what she coaches. It is the most amazing stuff I've ever read. She talks about, you know, you don't see a baby when they're born covered in vomit, go, oh, don't look at me. I'm so, oh, I'm covered in vomit. I look so terrible. You know, you've got a baby that's vomited all over themselves. What's the first thing they do? They look up at you and smile. And you look down on them and go, oh, you're so beautiful and perfect. You know, and then it changes as we get older. But we were born, what I'm trying to say is we were born to create from this deep place of love and acceptance of ourselves. And that's really important to connect with that principle again. It's been really powerful for me. Okay, number two, most powerful lesson. I'm going to go straight on from this is that when, actually, no, sorry, I digress for just a minute. I'm going to go back to another one. And that is that manifesting is an inside job. And I talk about this one all the time. So this won't be new to you. If you've been following me for long enough, you won't, this won't be new. I've said this before, manifesting is an inside job, but I didn't. I had no conscious awareness of that. I really felt before starting this mission that manifesting was about creating and getting stuff and acquiring stuff. And that is the outcome that can show up in our physical world when we invest on ourselves, when we manifest from a place of deep transformation. Because if you know the steps to manifesting, once you decide on that outcome, the most important step is step number two, and that is that you embody and you energetically align with the version of yourself that already has it. So you must transform yourself from the inside in order to transform your life. You must change who you are. You must become in order to receive. And so manifesting is an inside job. You just it just doesn't work any other way. I don't even know how to explain it. It's not even an interpretation. It is fact. It is so, it is fact just like the sky is blue and the grass is green. It is fact. Manifesting is an inside job. And if you listen to any of the, you know, really well-known manifesting um, teachers, and I'm, I'm, I guess I'm really talking about Abraham Hicks. If you've ever listened to any of Esther Hicks Um, channeling Abraham, so Abraham Hicks' work, if you haven't, go and look it up, okay? She very rarely, or they very rarely talk about stuff, like how to manifest a car, how to manifest and create more money. What they're really talking about, and what they talk about in this context of what's called a vortex, it's about getting into and staying in your vortex, which is this energetic frequency if you stay and and that's where all the stuff is the things that you want to create in your life the physical things that you want to manifest are sitting inside your vortex your one and only job is to get yourself into the vortex and stay there and that's what she they sorry talk about all the time get into the vortex it's all about that you'll never see an Abraham Hicks video that says here's how I manifested a million dollars in the last 12 months you just won't see that content And 
there's a multitude of reasons for that, but that is predominantly because the message from the universe, which is through Abraham, is very, very clear. And that is, to be honest with you, manifesting is not about stuff. It's actually got nothing to do with the stuff. And if you're focusing on the stuff, this is can be this is where it can get a little bit confusing because yes, we want you to focus on an outcome. But I can I could digress in so many different directions with this. But you know, for the most part, we want you to focus on an outcome. But you'll never hear Abraham Hicks talking about an outcome. You just hear them talking about energetic alignment. Get in the vortex, get in the vortex, get in the vortex. That's just what they say over and over again. Get yourself in the vortex. And how do you do that? You get into the flow. You get into alignment. You connect with joy, peace, love, abundance. You energetically, emotionally connect through your thoughts, words, feelings, and then actions. And when you do that, you'll find yourself in the vortex. And that's when the physical stuff will start to show up in your life. Physical experiences, love, Babies, family, cars, homes, anything that's going to help to serve your greater good as well. Connection to people, service, money, all that sort of stuff sits inside your vortex. But everyone's just so focused on how do I get the car? How do I get more money? They don't realize that manifesting is an inside job. You can't focus on the car and the money. Set the intention, let the intention and the outcome go focus your energy and your your attention on the energetic alignment focus on getting in your vortex get into flow and seriously how do you do that get into a state of peace inner peace you get into a state of inner peace you've nailed it and the thing is is that if you again referring to abraham hicks work is they don't they don't want you to care about the stuff They don't care about the stuff. It's you that cares about the stuff. It's us that cares about the stuff. Too much, actually. Um, They don't care about the stuff. They just want you to feel good, to feel peaceful, loved, abundant, joyful, because they know that when you feel that, you detach from the stuff and you don't care whether it shows up at all because you feel great. And it's so, I mean, it's so true. All you have to do, you know, if you've ever visited a third world country before and gone out into, um, you know, their native population. So, you know, I've been to Fiji before and if you've gone to any of those, you know, little villages and you see the kids running around in sometimes completely naked, to be honest with you, with no, with just the basics and all they have is connection and love with themselves and each other and they are happy. Happy as anything. If that is not proof that you don't need the stuff in order to feel joy, I don't know what is. But we have these belief systems that have been developed from, you know, every angle that teach us that when we acquire things, achieve things, you know, buy things, have things, then we will feel better. And it's not. It's the other way around. And that's why, you know, my second most powerful lesson is manifesting is an inside job. Okay, third most powerful lesson. Okay, now, law of attraction, everyone has heard of the law of attraction. Okay, and the law of attraction, particularly the book, the movie, The Secret, which really brought a lot of this to light, was very focused on the law of attraction, but on the level of you manifest what you think. 
and it really set the picture of, you know, literally I'm going to think about a Ferrari and then a Ferrari is going to show up in my driveway, which is just bullshit. Let me just put it out there. Okay, you don't create off your thoughts. You do create, and this is my powerful lesson, you create off your subconscious beliefs and identity because that is the engine, okay? That's the engine to you. That is the engine to the machine that you are is your identity, who you are, which is your belief systems, your core subconscious belief systems. And I say the subconscious ones because 90% sit underneath the surface, Okay, Sigmund Freud came up with the iceberg methodology, and if you've ever, um, and if you're unfamiliar with this, just hop online and type in Sigmund Freud iceberg methodology, which just talks about, you know, basically when you have an iceberg, what you see on top is this, you know, ten percent of the actual iceberg. Most of it sits underneath the surface that you don't even see, you don't even know it exists, and that is the same with our mind. We have this very small set of conscious operating thoughts that we're conscious of, which is, forms about 10% of what we think every day and how we act and feel. 90% of that is our subconscious belief systems and they operate under the surface, most of the time without us even aware. Your one and only job is to take what is subconscious and make it conscious. And a lot of the time, all you need to do is look around your life. Your life is evidence of what your subconscious beliefs are. So, you know, easiest example is if you look in your bank account and you have no money, then you have a subconscious belief that sits under there that is driving the fact that you have no money. And it's your job to uncover that. How do you uncover that? It can be really simple. I mean, get yourself into a relaxed state and ask your subconscious, why do I have no money? And then keep asking, why? Because? Tell me more. You have all the answers within you. You just have to quiet your conscious mind. You know, those that monkey mind of thoughts that's going round and round and round and round and round. You just need to quieten it enough to be able to hear what is sitting underneath. Okay? But you don't create. So you can't sit there, as I say, and think, okay, I want to manifest $5,000 next month. If your belief system is not in line with your ability to manifest and create $5,000 and to believe that it can come because money comes from the universe, that's a whole other conversation altogether. But let's stay with this this concept of manifesting money because I know that it's one that a lot of people can relate and understand. But if you, you know, say I want to manifest $5,000 in the next month, but you have a belief system underneath you that says it's hard to make money, I can't make money, um, I don't, I'm not good enough to make money, um, you know, I'm not good enough to get clients or I don't deserve to have $5,000 or, you know, I can, can't keep money or whatever. You know, there's a whole range. It could be anything. It's unique to you. Um, you know, but basically, you know, if you don't believe that it's available to you in your subconscious belief systems, then it doesn't matter how much you think about that $5,000, it's not going to show up. Your one and only job is to energetically align and you do that through your belief systems and your belief system drives your thoughts, which drive your feelings, which drive your actions. It's really very simple. And that was a big, big, big lesson for me, particularly the identity, like who you are and that identity is an extension of your belief systems it's like the core of who you are I'm not talking about I'm a mom I'm a wife it's a deeper thing like you know I am abundant I am committed I am enough um, you know their their identity they're deeply ingrained in you they are who you identify as being 
that's what we manifest. And if you want to create something different, you must shift yourself at the identity level. And again, your habits and your life external life will be a reflection of your identity as well. But that was a big lesson for me. Okay, big lesson for me at a conscious level because you know, I I was able, I mean, my as I've all, I've talked about many times before, my most um, you know, favorite manifesting success has been my husband. But I honestly lived most of my life from a place of not believing that I was lovable or that I was enough. But I I just got to the place where I honestly just had had enough of myself and the shit that was showing up in my life. And unbeknownst to me, that shifted my identity because it started to shift my belief system. I just got so fucking sick and tired of myself Honestly, I really can't even express. I really did. I just got got to that point. I was just like, this is just bullshit. This is not a way to live life. I got so sick and tired of it that I, I just gave it up. And I didn't just, I didn't, didn't go from a place of being, thinking I was unlovable to thinking I was like the most lovable person ever. You know, that's still been a journey, but I gave it up enough to be able to shift my energy so that I was able to attract my husband into my life in a very, very short space of time. But that came about because I there was a massive shift in me, and it. I mean, the driving force was I just had had enough. And I mean, there's definitely different driving forces for it, but it wasn't just oh, I decided I was going to meet someone that was part of it. But I just it was such a monumental transformation inside of me at that time that that shifted my belief systems and my core identity enough for my energy to change for he and I to energetically match, and the rest is history, as they say. So you don't manifest off just a single lone thought, okay? You do manifest off your most predominant thoughts. Now, the key with that is that, you know, you might be thinking, well, my most predominant thought is I want to make $5,000. I want to make – but a lot of the time it's the energy that sits behind that as well. And so if you, again, have this, it's out of desperation, then you're not going to manifest that. So you need to take a look at your, your really your belief systems. You need to take a very good look at your belief systems and your identity that stems from that and shift on that level. Focus your energy shifting that stuff. You'll find manifesting a lot easier. Okay? All right, next lesson, number four, 24-7 manifesting. Well, this kind of is an extension from the first one, which is that you're born a creator. And this was, a again, I really, when I went into this process, this manifesting mission for the last 120 days, I was like, hmm, you know, what can I create? And, you know, I had all these kind of intentions, I guess, not realizing that as a born creator, you don't stop manifesting in the way that I explain it. I mean, manifesting is more intentional, but because you're a born creator, you are creating 24-7. It's, as I've said before, it's just whether it's intentional and conscious or whether you're just doing it unconsciously based on your subconscious belief systems that just play out. They play out. You can't stop those unless you are conscious of it. So they're just going to run. They're going to run like a program on a computer. Okay, so your subconscious belief systems will just run like Office Outlook runs on your on your computer. Simple as that. It just runs in the background. Okay, um, so you are always creating. So you know, as busy mums, we often and I hear this a lot. I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time to do this. Well, the thing is, you're doing it anyway. You're doing it anyway. You are creating your life twenty four seven. 365 baby 
you can't switch it off. You just cannot switch it off because you're born this way. Okay, that is our superpower. That is who we are. We are conscious, conscious, sentient beings. We think, we feel, and we be. We act, we do as well. So we have to create. It's just... You just can't. You just cannot. It is unavoidable. And that was a big lesson for me. Okay. I mean, manifesting is the intentional creation. All right. So I guess you're not manifesting 24-7 if you want to really nitpick it out. But you are creating 24-7. So you know what? Like step into the power to intentionally do it. The thing is, I mean, your habits as well are running on autopilot most of the time. And that's where people struggle because you're, you're, you know, just, it's the way the brain likes to, the brain loves what is familiar. So you will always go to what is familiar, even if you don't like it. Even if you're like, I'm so, like say you've, your health is something that you want to create. You want to manifest better health. You know, you need to eat better. You know, you need to go to the gym. All right. But you don't do those things. You are in the habit of eating junk food, not having breakfast, not exercising at all. The brain, the reptilian part of the brain, right? It's like, well, this is safe for me. There's certainty here. I like the familiarity because the reptilian brain is all about survival. Okay, so it's like I'm just going to do whatever I need to do to survive. Okay, that is the prehistoric part of our brain. So it will stay with the habits that it know, that it already knows. And that's why people, you know, do really well for a little while with changing their habits, but then they revert back because the reptilian brain is so, well, it's so powerful that it will keep sending triggers to you that you just, all like these urges, oh God, I, you know, I really love having KFC. I'm just going to eat some KFC or I'm going to have my chocolate mocha caramel latte every morning. Oh, I just love that. And the, uh, the brain, the reptilian brain sends the urge there. All right, so we are, that's what I mean, like we're creating 24-7, we're creating on what the brain knows is familiar and that's why people say it's too hard, I don't have time because it requires effort but you're doing it anyway, you're creating anyway, the effort is you need to create something different and your brain says, oh, I don't like that, I want what's familiar, give me what's familiar even though it's uncomfortable and I don't like being overweight you know, or I don't like being in this destructive relationship. It's still familiar, you know, and that explains as well why there are so many beautiful women out there, so many beautiful souls, damaged souls too, that are in abusive relationships and they leave one abusive relationship only to find themselves in another abusive relationship because even though consciously they're saying, I don't want this, I don't want this, I don't want this, the brain, the habit brain is going, this is familiar. I know the outcome. There is certainty here. I need this. And so it finds itself back in that situation. So I've kind of expanded off that concept, but it is, you are creating. So you are creating based off your habits, your physical habits, your emotional habits, and your thought-based habits. And the effort comes in shifting those. And that's why people say I don't have time to manifest because it requires effort to shift them but it's well worth it because you're doing it anyway. You're going to create. If you want to start creating more of what you want and less of what you don't want, then you're going to have to, you know, it does require some effort to shift that stuff. But the reward is there and it can be done. That is the most important thing.
All right. So I just want to empower you with that. You are creating 24-7. That has been an incredibly powerful lesson for me because it, it really has. I mean, it has made me so much more conscious and aware of what I think, feel and how I act. And although, as I say to you, it's not perfect, there are, I'm on my journey. Don't you worry about that. I've got plenty of things to experience and learn and grow and evolve from. But I am very conscious and aware, and that's what this is about. It is the process of living is about growing and evolving up to becoming great, becoming more conscious, becoming a greater conscious being. Whew, okay, that was, that was a big one. All right, where are we going to move to from here? So next lesson. Okay, here's an early one. Is Before I started manifesting, I just thought there was the law of attraction. I didn't realize there was 11 other universal laws. Who would have known? <laughs> I truly didn't. I had no knowledge. It, that's part of what spurred me on this journey was like, oh, right. Law of attraction is just one. What about the other 11? And there are some beautiful ones. And I, now that I'm aware of them and I see how they play out and I get to know them and become more familiar with them, gosh, they're beautiful. They're so great. Let me just run through what each of them are. I'm not going to go into the detail of them um, because you can go and visit, I think it's episode number two of this podcast, okay, which actually outlines them all, but they are beautiful universal laws and if you focus your energy on those and living those out, life will change for you, i tell you what. Number one, law of oneness, one of my favorite. Number two, law of vibration. Number three, law of correspondence. Four, law of cause and effect. Five, law of attraction. We're familiar with that one. Six, law of action, really important and one of the most unspoken. It's the quiet one that no one talks about. Number seven, law of compensation. Number eight, law of perpetual transmutation of energy. Number nine, law of relativity. Ten, law of polarity. Eleven, law of rhythm. And twelve, law of gender. They are the twelve universal laws of manifesting. They are beautiful laws. Go and listen to that podcast. If you've already listened to it, go and listen to it again. They are beautiful laws to get your head around because they serve such a gorgeous purpose in our life. And they're amazing. I'm going to talk about one of them in a minute because it's. I think it's one of. They're all. They all play a really vital role. They're all very important. But I talk about this one because I think it's just one of the most integral components of it. But I had no idea there were twelve universal laws. That's been one of the biggest lessons for me. And knowing them, identifying them, understanding them, and then actually being able to relate them back to my life. Whew, it's been some powerful stuff. Honestly, it really has. And the transformational coach Jim Fortin that I've been working with. He talks about a lot of these laws, not specifically like saying, oh, now let's talk about the law of correspondence, but he talks about the principles of a lot of these laws in all of his teachings and immerses it into transformational work. It's epic stuff. I love sharing it inside my academy because it is, as I said to you, I've been doing his transformational course course for the last three months. We finish that uh, tomorrow as well. And wow, like it, it, it has been transformational. Exactly as he said, transformational, it's been transformational. And I've done some courses. Let me tell you, I have done some personal development courses. I've done a lot of personal development courses. His is by far the best. And I love sharing what I have learned from him inside of my academy, particular, particularly with the ladies in there. And I know that they're getting a lot of benefit from that too. So 12 universal laws of manifestation, you know, beautiful laws, get to know them. 
Okay, next most powerful lesson. Let me just go straight on from those 12 universal laws and that is to talk about the fact that vibration is queen when it comes to manifesting. It really is because everything in this universe holds a vibration and every vibration emits a specific frequency. Everything is energy, everything. And this is so hard for people to understand and I know for me this has been a journey of unlearning things in order to make room for this information to come in and for me to understand and dissect it and analyze it and incorporate in my life because when it comes to all of these laws they're not things that you can see or touch or feel okay and that's really hard and you can't see that because you're looking and go well how am I I'm a solid mass well you're not a solid mass if you look at us in a powerful enough microscope you will see that we're atoms and neurons and protons and that all of them are vibrating And it is that vibration that then forms the mass. And it's phenomenal stuff to think about it. But that's where it gets really, really hard because this is quantum physics stuff. And I don't know, again, working with Jim Fortin, we've done a little bit of stuff on quantum physics. It is epic to try and get your head around anything. Anyone who is a quantum physicist is next level in terms of how their brain works, truly, because it's not me. I'm not a detailed person. I'm very much more big picture. And so when we really get down into the specifics of things and to really start to analyze things on a different plane altogether, it is unbelievable. It really is. But I believe it to be true. That's the big thing for me. The reason I believe it to be true is because I've seen how, even though I can't see the vibration, I can't feel the energy necessarily or the frequency, I absolutely have really focused on my observation of energy and have seen how it's played out. And I know from telling you what my 120-day mission is that a lot of that was energetic work. Now, if I go through, there was talk of courage and confidence. That's energy. Gratitude is one of the most powerful, um, you know, energies to vibrate at without a doubt. Excitement, joy, love, you know, all of these things were on here. Stop feeling fear and doubt. Fear and doubt vibrated at a very low level. So when I've disconnected from those experiences, life just changes and it has. But when I've connected with it, I've seen also the evidence of what I invite back into my life because the law of law of vibration really and the law of um, attraction they work together very closely because like vibrations will always attract like vibrations. And so you, you can see how it plays out. And you know that when your energy feels down, you know, you have one of those days and everything starts to go wrong. And that's because when your energy is low, you will just continue to, to attract those types of situations and those feelings. That's what happens. Law of vibration is queen. That has been one of the most powerful lessons I have learned is to focus my energy and my attention on that. That's where I put most of my energy and attention. You know, if you want to know what I day in, day out, when it comes to manifesting, most of my attention is spent on getting into energetic alignment, to vibrating and emitting a frequency that is love or above. Anything that sits around four, five, about 500 megahertz in frequency, so love, peace, joy, abundance, gratitude, that is where I focus most of my attention when it comes to manifesting. That's it. That's where I really do. It is so important. Law of vibration is queen. Takes me to my next powerful lesson. Rituals, manifesting rituals are great. 
but they are a small component of it. Okay, a very small component. And I love me a ritual. I really do love me a ritual. <laughs> Let's, let me be honest, okay? I love to meditate. I do self-hypnosis. I love a vision board. I daydream. I listen to very like subliminal messages every night when I go to bed. Um, you know, so I do. I love rituals, okay? But they are a small component of manifesting. Small very small. And I've read uh, a book by Richard Dotz who wrote Dollars Flow to Me Easily, which I know I've recommended on here before. He has a book which is the 955 rule and that very much focuses on this. And that is that the rituals are, you know, it's like they're 5% of your day and everyone focuses on the rituals. But then what is happening for the remaining 95% of your day? And that's what is most important. So the rituals are great. Keep your rituals, okay? This is no by no means the lesson in this is not get rid of your rituals, okay? Because part of the part of the joy of the rituals is the joy that it creates. Part of the, the process with the ritual is to get you into that energetic alignment for that time so you can carry it through the rest of your day. It's like meditation. Meditation is not about getting good at sitting still for 20 minutes. Meditation is about connecting with your inner peace so you can carry that through the rest of your day. That's what meditation is about. And it's the same with rituals. Rituals are about deciding on your outcome, creating that energetic alignment in that focused period of time like any skill so you can get better at the skill so that you can utilize it. And how do you utilize those rituals? By how you connect with the energy throughout the rest of your day. That's what it is. The ritual of manifest, any sort of manifest is not about constantly repeating over and over again, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. It's got nothing to do with that. You know, the truth of the matter is, is that if you want to be, if you want to be a master manifester, try and say that 10 times, by the way. <laughs> if you want to be a master manifester, I promise you that you are, not going to be there, sitting there creating all these outcomes. Your focus is going to be on that energetic alignment and then just allowing life to unfold and come through you. And that is the place that I am working towards at the moment is instead of like being, okay, well, I want to create this. It's got to be that. I'm moving so far away from that. And that's been, I mean, I haven't, don't think I've included that as a lesson. That's been an epic lesson because I started this thinking, I want this. I want that. I want to create this. Now it's about getting into that energetic alignment and then, in, then letting life come through me, letting my purpose come through me and just being in alignment with that. Okay. Because look, the I just know that, you know, you talk to any of the extraordinarily, what we would t- successful people, you know, people like Oprah. I mean, yes, I'm sure she has intentions and outcomes, but her, for her, she's about service. So all she does is connects with an energy of service and then lets it unfold in her life. That's what happens. You know, I beautiful book, um, Michael Bernard Beckwith, I read just over 12 months ago called The Life Visioning Process, which he is a fantastic book. And he's, he's great. He's actually just started doing um, webinars and courses with Mind Valley, which is a great online platform for, um, for learning, spiritual learning and growth and involvement. 
and he his book is all about not visualizing what you want but visioning what is to come through you and getting to that place and then stepping into your confidence and your love to create what it is that's trying to come through you because we're all put on this earth with special unique gifts and a unique purpose of what we are trying to create. There is no one like you. No one is able to do what you can do. So if you're getting into that comparison game of, oh, you know, I can't do it, so-and-so is doing this, you know, you are different. You are unique. They are different. They have their own karma, their own journey, their own experiences, their own unique gifts, their own purpose to, to play out. You can't do that. So, you know, visioning is something about, is more about something coming through you. I know, I feel like I've totally digressed off this point, but hopefully you can get the connection. You know, the, the rituals are great, but it is honestly more about how you are for the remainder of your day. Do your rituals, but do your rituals to boost your skill set to create through your energy throughout the remainder of your day. Okay, we're getting there. This is a longer episode than I thought, but so much to share with you. That was number seven. Okay, let's move on to number eight. Number eight, making space. The decluttering process, okay? There is a a law called the law of vacuum and the law of vacuum is basically says that the universe abhors, you know, a whole space. It doesn't like that. So it will fill it up. But you have to create the space in order for it to be filled up. So if your life, let's talk about on a physical level first, okay? You know, if if you've got no space, you know, in your physical world for, you know, if you want money to create a better life or if you want money to go on a holiday but you've created no space for it, you're like, oh, I've just got to work, 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 work. You've got no space, then how is that holiday going to manifest in your life? Declutter your physical space. It might not even be like, like maybe I can't take time off quite yet. Okay, that's fine. Look at other ways to declutter. You know, get rid of things you don't need. Go through your wardrobe Get rid of the clothes that no longer fit you, that you haven't worn in the last 12 months. Turf them. Get them out. Create space in your life. Clean the toys out of the kids' um, toy area. You know, I try and do that very regularly as well. And I talk to my kids about that. I say, if you want for Christmas, if you want Santa to bring you this doll, honey, you need to create space for it. Because Santa won't bring something to you if you have no space. So she understands this concept of I must give in order to get. And so we go through the toys and she gives away some dolls and some other bits and pieces and we give them away to a charity. Go through. Look at your wallet. You know, if your wallet is full of old receipts and membership cards you don't use and just, you know, rubbish, how's the money going to fit in there? You know, if you've got, you know, drawers full of old bills and things like that, create some flow, create the space. It is so important. Go through your house, just declutter, get rid of that stuff. It's really important. Now, that's on the physical level. You can also declutter on the emotional, mental and spiritual level. This is so important. And when you I believe when you declutter on this level, you'll be able to declutter on your physical level a lot easier too. But decluttering the physical sorry, excuse me, decluttering the emotional, 
the thought-based, the spiritual is crucial. Let go of old shit and garbage. Let it go. The past doesn't exist. Your, you know, believe it or not, your belief systems that you have were formed before the age of eight, eight years old. I'm going to be 38 next year, so I've got a set of belief systems that run in my program, being my mind and my brain, that are, some of them, more than 30 years old. Baby, do they need some upgrading? They need some upgrading. So I have. I have released, man, have I released some limiting, old, garbage-based belief systems and thoughts. You know, when you criticize yourself over and over again, for small things even, you make no room to praise yourself or for others to recognize you and praise you. Create space. It is so important. And I think, you know, it is crucial to do that, particularly, as I said, on that emotional, mental and spiritual level. You know, get rid of the old belief systems that aren't serving you in your life. How do you know they're not serving you? Have a look around in your physical space. As I said to you, are you driving a car that you don't like? Are you living in a home that doesn't fulfill your needs? You know, do you have no money in your bank account? Are you working in a job that you hate? Are you in a relationship that's unfulfilling? Do you have a relationship with your kids that is not how you want it to be? There are a set of old, shitty, crappy belief systems, thoughts, emotions that are sitting underneath all of that stuff that you don't want in your life and you need to create space for them. Get rid of them and get rid of them now. End of year, great time. You're going to love my um, next podcast episode that's coming up because I'm going to talk to you about the three beliefs that you need to let go of and leave behind in 2018. Really important to just turf them, get rid of them. And look, I've been there, baby. My God, have I been there. And I've argued for my belief systems. Have I argued for them? Man, and I still find myself on occasion arguing for them. But all they're doing is creating a set of crappy stories and interpretations in your life that is leaving you feeling unfulfilled and unsatisfied on some level. Stop arguing for your limiting beliefs. They are just beliefs. They are not truths and they are not facts. We have very little truth and fact in our life, okay? Very little. Most of it is interpretations and stories that is based on our belief systems, okay? Change your beliefs. Shift out the old ones. Get rid of them. Anything that's not serving you, practice getting rid of them. Now, as I said to you, all this is habit. So how do we change a habit? Through repetition and consistency, Get yourself into a relaxed state and practice every day. Relaxed state, just get yourself into, at least at this stage, let me just tell you, just relax into your breathing and just start to tell yourself a set of different truths, of different belief systems. That's what you need to do. So, you know, and I'll talk about that in the next episode some more, but make space. Declutter your physical space and declutter your mental, emotional, and spiritual space. Get rid of everything on your life that does not serve you, that is not going to take you closer to feeling what you want to feel, to creating what you want to create. If it doesn't, be ruthless. You don't need it. Get rid of it. Okay? All right. So that is the making space. All right. So second last, number nine of the most powerful lessons is all about being in flow versus being in resistance. 
And this has been incredibly, another incredibly powerful lesson. As I said, all of them are incredibly powerful. But I mean, I think we all, if we're all at a level of some, we have some consciousness, you'll know because you, there's times you go, gee, life is just flowing for me. And you'll be able to pinpoint some ways of being, how you're feeling, thoughts you're having, emotions you're experiencing that are creating that physical flow in your life. And then there are times where shit's just falling apart. That's when you're in resistance. And you'll be able to, hopefully, if you've been listening to me long enough, you'll be able to identify, okay, what's going on here? Why are things showing up like this? Why are things shitty? That's when you're in resistance. And really, that's your one job. Get into flow. Get into flow. We know we're in flow because it just feels like ease. Okay? doesn't mean that things aren't challenging, but there's an ease around it. There's a knowingness that no matter what happens, everything has been, will be, and currently is perfectly okay and fine. No matter how much the shit hits the fan, if you can live from that place, you're still in a place of flow regardless of what happens in your life. That is one of the most powerful places to live from too. That is internal peace. Everything's okay. And, you know, I lost my dad. 18 months ago in a couple now it's been actually it was 18 months yesterday no it's not sorry 18 months next week I lost my dad and it's there's part of it's been you know it's emotional because you know I miss him but I've been able to just keep telling myself everything's okay I, I believe I will be reconnected with him again when I die myself. So I believe this is just a time lapse. I also believe I can talk to him and I connect with him in that way too. You know, I talk to him all the time and sometimes I hear him talk back to me also. The reason I share that with you is because that's been, that was an, a really monumental thing that happened in my life. And at the time, I went through one week after he died where I lost myself. I was drinking heavily, taking Valium to sleep. I literally lost my shit. And then something inside of me snapped me together and I went, no, this is not going to be my journey this time through because that's the journey I had when I lost my mum. Even though I was only 10 years old, you know, it the wheels fell off at that point in time. And uh, I just honestly got myself to a place where I was like, no, this is not going to define me this time around. And that's why I share that with you because even if shit happens in your life, you can still get into a place of alignment and flow. You don't have to let your external experiences dictate your internal state of being. You can still be in flow with your life, not where you want it to be. In fact, you must get into flow because as Abraham Hicks says, if you're not in that vortex, being in the vortex is being in flow. Then what you want isn't going to show up. Your job is to get into flow and it's to stay out of resistance. So what's flow? Flow is peace. Flow is love. Flow is abundance. Flow is gratitude. Okay? They are ways of being. They are energies. They are emotions. That's when you're in flow. Get in touch with your intuition and act from that place. That is being in flow connect with your breath that is being in flow you know when you're short shallow breathing from the top of your chest and not deep breathing into the bottom of your diaphragm and letting your ribs expand and taking the air into all parts of your body you ain't in flow that's flow resistance resistance is being in a place of unworthiness is being in a place of shame 
is being in victim mode, like life is happening to me and staying there and being like, I have no control over this. I can't change it. These are the cards I've been dealt. That's victim mode. That is one of the lowest energies you can operate from. I've been there. I lived in that place. I can tell you one of the biggest shifts I've made in the last three, four months has been getting out of victim mode in all aspects of my life and taking full responsibility for the choices I make. Okay, that's getting into flow and getting out of resistance. Fear, doubt, worry, anxiety, they are all resistance. They are all feelings. Let me tell you, all those energy, those feelings, what sits behind them is a thought. You are not anxious, but you might be having anxious thoughts. You are not depressed, but you may be having depressive thoughts. And I tell you this because I have lived that way. I lived with depression and anxiety for almost 20 years, on and off medication, living in victim mode, like, and also believing it was genetic depression, you know, seeing the anxiety in my dad, my grandmother being depressed, like just seeing it through my family. And just buying into the story, well, it must be genetic. I'm always going to be on medication. I remember saying to my husband, I'm always going to, I'm just accepted, I'm always going to be on medication. And I came off medication a couple of months after my dad passed away. At what would have been one of the most challenging times in my life, I made a decision to come off. And it wasn't necessarily at the time, it didn't necessarily feel easy, but I knew it was the right decision. And it's been the best decision I ever made because I've learnt to connect with my emotions and let my emotions be my internal alarm system to let me know I'm having shitty thoughts that are creating this. I used to wake up every morning with anxiety in my tummy and wonder why. And I'd always tried to work with it on that physical level, like work with the feeling. I'd meditate, you know, trying to breathe my way out of the anxiety. And don't get me wrong, they form parts of it. But what I didn't realize was I was waking up having bloody worrying thoughts. I was worry, 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 worry. That was creating the anxiety. And as soon as I learned that my worry thoughts were a load of shit and I didn't have to believe them, and I practiced that over and over again, all of a sudden I stopped waking up with anxiety every morning. Miracle. (laughs) But that is get out of resistance and get into flow. Be in flow. Now, are you going to be in flow 24-7? Don't put the pressure on yourself. It doesn't really matter. You don't even have to say, oh, I have to be in flow all the time. Just get into flow. And when you're not in there, work on getting back in there. That's it. It's not about putting pressure on yourself. It's about understanding what is flow, what is resistance. Okay, I'm currently in resistance right now. If you want to understand why why am I in resistance, you know, if you want to explore that a little bit, understand a little bit, do it, but only for the purpose of getting yourself out. Otherwise, move your attention, get back into, into flow again. So it's not about always being in flow, but it's about having the skill set to understand when you're in flow, when you're in resistance, and how to get yourself from resistance back into flow again. That's been a, such a valuable lesson. And I mean, I've shared so much value around doing that so simply inside of my academy. And I know the messages I've had back from some of the girls already about how life-changing some of that has been for them to shift that and to be able to get out of resistance and into flow has been empowering for them, which is fantastic. Okay, final, number 10, very long episode. Thanks for sticking with me, but this is the final most powerful lesson. And this is all about living from love over fear. And this lesson I just love, and I really am starting to connect with this message of love more and more. And I really feel like 
at this stage in my journey and with my business that manifesting from love or above and manifesting from a deep place of self-love and acceptance is really going to be a key part of my message in 2019 because you, you just can't, if you're creating from a place of lack of self-esteem, self-worth and a lack of love, you know, if that's the belief systems you hold, can you imagine what you're going to create in your life? And the thing is, is that if you don't believe you're enough, you'll never be able to get enough as well. But I was introduced to this whole principle of living from love about 16, 17 months ago when I started to study a text called A Course in Miracles, which is a channeled text that was written many, many years ago. And it's a, um, it's a, it's a text. I don't even have it. It's not a book. It's a text. Like it is the writing. It's like reading the Bible. <laughs> there are religious, a lot of religious connotations because effectively they're saying that the person that was channel, channeling this was channeling Jesus. So I know it sounds a little bit far-fetched, but if you read any of the text, you'll understand. I mean, it's so much more than just religion though, but it really talks about God's principle of, of, you know, of the law of oneness. We are all one. There is no separation whatsoever. Um, and that everything is love and that love is the only thing that is real and fear is just basically source of the ego and fear also can be dissected down into things like worry and lack and um, anxiety and doubt and you know all those sorts of things and love is also you know includes the subsets of joy and peace and you know those sorts of things as well but living from love over fear that has been an epic epic lesson in these last four months wowza and I was actually very drawn at the time of recording this to start picking up um, a, a book that I've read before which is actually by Marianne Williamson called A Return to Love which is actually a um an interpretation slash summary of A Course of Miracles. I highly recommend it. It is a a great book. Um, I follow her on social media. She has just announced that she is doing some, currently doing some research to run for President of the United States, which would be amazing. She is an amazing woman. This book is amazing, but it's a great summary. So you don't have to go and get A Course in Miracles because that is next level stuff, but go and get the book A Return to Love. Um, because it's just a beautiful interpretation of that study of the text and it's all about coming from a place of love in life from deep love of yourself first and foremost and from a deep love of everyone around us and living from that space making decisions from that space creating from that space instead of over over fear and really understanding that the only thing that is real is love so if you aren't having a loving thought and a loving emotion coming out of you then it's not real and the power in that is that if it's not real then you don't have to connect with it and that is a choice you can make and that is an epic lesson to finish off on because living from love, creating from a place of love, that journey has been a gift that has given to me every single day of the last 120 days. Learning, I mean, I've been on a journey of self-love, you know, for a long time. I mean, we've all been on journeys of self-love our whole life, but actively, um, you know, since my early 20s when I first picked up Louise Hayes' You Can Heal Your Life, that was the first introduction I had to actually going oh I love myself and it felt incredibly uncomfortable and awkward Um, but I am deeply entrenched in that journey and 
living from this place and knowing what it's like to live from a place of just not feeling worthy. Oh my goodness, it was just a horrible place to live from. It really was. It makes me sad for that young girl who felt that way. Uh, and But it being in this place now where it's not even about looking at yourself in the mirror, that is a part of it. You know, there is because our physical body is a part of who we are, but it is a part of who we are. It is not who we are wholly and solely. Just get into this place of just feeling like I am totally enough as I am. What I have to offer matters. You know, that I am seen and valued and heard by myself first and foremost. Creating from that place is completely different. Like when you when you when you start to create your life, when you start to set intentions and outcomes, and you take action, knowing that you deserve it, like you really deserve it, and that you're deeply worthy, that's when you know you're coming from a place of high self esteem. So I finish on that lesson. They are the ten lessons, the ten most powerful lessons I've learned over the last one hundred and twenty days, and. It's been such a beautiful journey. I thank you so much to every single one of you. I'm finishing recording this episode at 11.11. I've just looked at the clock, so that's definitely um, a sign that that was the perfect time to finish. Perfect amount of lessons in the perfect order, in the perfect way. Thank you so much for allowing me to create this podcast, for encouraging me, those first few people when I put it out there inside the private Facebook community when there was only you know a couple of hundred people in there. I said, would you listen? And everyone went, yes, that'd be great. To all those that have extended messages to me to say how much they love the podcast, to my beautiful guests that have come on as well and shared their journey, their message, their story. Thank you so much. Um, As I said, this podcast is not ending. I'm only just beginning. I've got so much to share. I love being on this platform. I, I truly just love connecting with you all. To everyone that's listened, uh, to listened, left reviews and ratings, I appreciate that as well. Um, I really do. I'm so grateful. On the eve of Christmas, uh, you may be listening to this on Christmas Eve. You may be listening to it at another time as well. It doesn't matter when you are. But if those of you that are listening to this on Christmas Eve, I wish you the most blessed of days with your family and friends. I wish you a day of love and gratitude of giving unconditionally to those that you love and care about the most and to celebrating what is, you know, the birth of yourself as well. Um, I just celebrate you on this day. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful Christmas. Those that aren't listening to this on Christmas, you have a beautiful day no matter where you are. And I'm going to catch you on the very next episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Manifesting Mum podcast. If you found this episode helpful, I'd love you to subscribe, rate and review over on iTunes. See you at the next episode.